You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Live Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. How forceful are right words is the title of this devotion, which is a statement that Job makes in his book of Job. And that statement got into my spirit a long, long time ago when I read it and underlined it in my Bible, and it keeps calling me. You see, the scripture is alive and active and powerful. And it's like seed, when it gets into your heart, it germinates and begins to produce its character and nature in you, which is the character and nature of our Heavenly Father. And that word got in my heart and, and it keeps pulling on me and seeking to perfect me, to use words wisely. The Bible says a prudent man considers before he speaks or a man of discretion considers before he speaks. And I think it's so important that we weigh the words, not just in what it says, but how it is said carefully. And I understand that takes sometimes years and years of, of honing and perfecting by the Spirit to help us learn how to speak rightly. But that is one of the exercises of the Christian life that God's Spirit is working consistently and constantly in all of His children. And Job here in chapter 6, verse 25, or verse 24, he says, Teach me, and I will hold my tongue. Cause me to understand wherein I have erred. How forceful are right words. And then he says in verse 30, Is there injustice on my tongue? Cannot my taste discern? the unsavory? Is, um, do I speak without considering the value of the words I speak? You know, I read a scripture in the Amplified Translation, and I think it's Proverbs 15. I'm, I'm, um, let me just, yeah, listen. Verse 4, a gentle tongue with its healing power is a tree of life, but willful contrariness in it breaks down the spirit. Right? Proverbs 15, verse 4. A gentle tongue with its healing power is a tree of life, but willful contrariness in it breaks down the spirit. And when I read that and, and, and really marked it in my Bible, it, it just keeps pulling in me. The Holy Spirit keeps pulling in me. Wherever there is any contrariness hidden away in my heart that then tries to affect the way I say things and the way I then say it has maybe a bent on it or it has a bit another nature mixed in with it that the hearer kind of, mm, okay, well, I don't know, whatever that, you see, I don't want any of it. I don't want any contrariness in my nature. I want to stay clean and pure and holy so that the words I speak are clean and pure and holy. And 
this is where I find Job and many others an incredible inspiration because you could see that Job had no contrariness in him. He had nothing in his heart against God that was hidden away that questioned the Almighty. They didn't have it. So when in one day, all of his children, 10 of them, passed away. He had seven sons and three daughters and they died. They were together in the birthday of the oldest son and the roof caved in on them and they all perished and all the servants with them. And all of his camels and donkeys and sheep were all destroyed. In one day, some of them were stolen, some of them were destroyed by lightning and, and all the servants were dead. And I mean, you read chapter one and it's one after the other coming with bad news, bad news, bad news. When the last one came and told them that all of his children had passed away. Wow, that was kind of like the, the last blow. He could take it when he heard it that his camels had been raided by the Sabians and they were all gone. He could take it when he heard that his donkeys had all been stolen. And then he could take it when he heard that all of his sheep had died. He could take it all, he could take it all because he so easily can replace that in his opinion. But when he heard that all of his children had perished, that kind of broke him. And then I want you to see what comes out of him right here. You see, all of us, we sometimes take blow after blow after blow, and suddenly there comes that blow that breaks you. What comes out of you when, when you finally get to that brokenness? Look what happened to Job, verse 20 of chapter one. And Job rose, tore his robe, shaved his head, and he fell to the ground and worshiped. And he said, naked I came from my mother's womb, naked shall I return there. The Lord gave, the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And all this Job did not sin nor charge God with wrong. There was no contrariness in him. His tongue was an instrument of healing, was a tree of life. And then the next moment you see the Lord saying to the devil, my servant Job, there's none like him on earth, in chapter two, verse three, a blameless man, upright man, who fears God and shuns evil. Same thing God said about him in chapter one, in verse eight. And then if you look at chapter two, verse 10, that Job's wife, understandably so, I mean, You know, I mean, her heart was so crushed. Her heart was so crushed. Everything was gone. All their wealth was gone. The servants were gone. And now the children were gone. And uh, okay, what am I to live for? Why, why, why want to stay alive? Why keep living? You know, and she said to him in verse nine, and Job's wife said to him, do you still hold fast to your integrity? Do you still seek to live right with God? Why don't you curse God and die? Why won't you curse God and die? Why won't you just say, forget God and just die. Life's not worth living. Why won't you give up? Why won't you give up? Come on now, are you listening to me? The title of this devotion is how forceful are right words 
She's saying, Job, why won't you? Why won't you curse God and die? And he said to her, honey, you speak as one who of the foolish women speak. Shall we? In other words, you speak as if somebody who doesn't know anything. You know better than this, honey. Shall we indeed accept good from God and shall we not accept adversity? And in all this, Job did not sin with his lips. You know, many times, friends, the sins we commit are right under our nose. It's the way we say things and what we say. And Job would not sin with his lips. Why? He had no contrariness in his heart. For him, God was good. For him, God was holy and righteous and pure and true. He may not under he may not have understood everything about God, and we know he didn't. If you read the 42 chapters of Job, you could see that Job really humbled himself and said, Lord, now that I see me and my condition, sick from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet with nothing to boast about, questioning you in your providence and care, I abhor myself, Lord. I abhor myself. And I sit here in dust and ashes. And he was completely surrendered to God because he said, I know there's nothing you cannot do. And there's no purpose that can be withheld from you. I believed in you because of what I heard about you. But now, by the splendor and majesty of what you have created and made, I, I, I see you. I see you, God and abhor that I would question you with my ignorance. And then I want you to see in closing of this part here in Job chapter 42. And so it was after the Lord, verse 7, had spoken these words to Job, that the Lord said to Elpes the Tamanite, My wrath is aroused against you and your two friends. Listen now. For you have not spoken of me what is right as my servant Job has. Now therefore take for yourself seven bulls, seven rams. Go to my servant Job and offer up for yourselves a burnt offering. And my servant Job shall pray for you for I have accepted him. That means I have lifted his face in my presence lest I deal with you according to your folly, because you have not spoken of me what is right, as my servant Job has. So Elpes the Tamanite and Bildite the Shusite and so far the Namite went and did as the Lord commanded them, for the Lord had accepted Job. The Lord had lifted his face in his presence, and the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. Indeed, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Wow, how forceful. Come on now, our right words, when you speak them in those crucial moments of your life, in those moments when all seems to fade away and evaporate and life seems worthless and the devil whispers the thought to you, why don't you just forget about God and end your life? and something inside of you. It's that honor for God, that fear of God, that hunger to see Him glorified says, no, I will bless the Lord at all times. 
His praise shall continuously be upon my lips. My soul makes its boast in the Lord to the humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. For this poor man cried out to the Lord and he heard him and delivered him from all of his fears. You read David's Psalm in Psalm 34 there. And here I want to charge your hearts today. Let the Holy Spirit teach you how to be able to have these phenomenally forceful words that can change the day. It says here in Isaiah chapter 50, verse four, the Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who's weary. And he awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear of the learn as the learner. You see, I believe that God is willing to form inside of your my heart the ability to speak these forceful right words like Job was able to do. And Job was able to even look at his wife who was completely crushed and didn't understand why didn't he just curse God and die? She didn't understand. And he says, honey, let's not act like we don't know anything. Shall we receive all of this from the Lord and then not also receive adversity? No. I accept and acknowledge everything as from God and I commit it into His hands and I trust Him. You see, He would not sin with His mouth. He would not charge God or question God. Even though He did have His own struggle to go through, He came through because He kept His confession. And I believe you can walk through the greatest trials in this life. And I have two scriptures in closing. The first one is in John chapter 3, please where it is said about the Lord Jesus Christ, listen now, for he, Jesus, whom God has sent, speaks the words of God, for God does not give the Spirit by measure. I really believe that God wants to teach you and me how to speak right words in every situation and to give us a word for every situation. My last scripture is right here in 2 Samuel chapter 23, please, where David, it says, now these, this is 2 Samuel 23, verse 1, now these are the last words of David. Thus says David, the son of Jesse, and thus says the man raised up on high, the anointed one of the God of Jacob, the sweet psalmist of Israel, the spirit of the Lord spoke by me and his word was on my tongue. I really believe, I really believe this. I live in this, I seek it, I pursue it. I know I'm not perfected yet, but I'm not where I used to be. And I keep pressing on to lay a hold of all that for which the Lord Jesus took a hold of me that I may speak his words by his spirit and that I have no contrariness in my speech and that the words that he gives me are forceful because they're holy and they're right and they're clean and they're pure and they're good. And I want to invite you today to pursue this with all your heart. And the only way you can do it is if you read the scriptures daily, pray daily and trust the Lord Jesus by his spirit to enable you. Amen. Have a good day.